0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it through the weekend. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, January 8th, National Championship Football Day. We'll talk about that. Get ready for the title game tonight, Michigan and Washington. The wife's back home from India. God love her. She's sleeping right now, so she's not listening. I'm not worried about that.
1: Did she bring you any souvenirs?
0: She did, but she hasn't opened her suitcase yet. Ah, I'm afraid she stole a small Indian boy and we're adopting him. <laughs> and he's in the suitcase because it's a huge suitcase. Gary Clark is the other voice you hear. He is uh, manning the board today. Good, Good afternoon, Gary.
1: Well, good afternoon to you,
0: sir. The Eminem uh, and hotline's open. I will talk some sports, actually. 384-1450 is the number, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line is open as well. You can text the show at 502-414-1450. And don't forget to visit our friends at Thornton's for your 32-ounce or smaller fountain drink. There it is. I got mine today. Pepsi, in case you were wondering, is my drink of choice. 89 cents plus tax, 94 cents. Do what I do, throw a buck on the counter and tell them to have a nice day and walk out of there with a refreshing 32-ounce fountain drink. Visit your Thornton's today and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. All right, this is for Gary only. Rest in peace, Cindy Morgan. Do you know who Cindy Morgan is, Gary?
1: Lacey Underall Caddyshack.
0: I don't know why I asked a crazy question like, do you know who she is? 69 years old. Uh, I'm going to say she was very influential in my in my younger years.
1: Yes, she was. And she dated Chuck Schick,
0: <laughs> now, who, who was the law clerk. Now, now you're going too far.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm getting deep in the you're weeds You're going there. way deep.
0: Caddyshack is the movie. In case you haven't seen it, what rock are you still under? They, they wrote a book about uh, the
1: making of Caddyshack years have. ago. Mm-hmm. They should
0: have. Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, the late, great Ted Knight. Uh, who am I missing? I mean, Brian Doyle Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, obviously. How do I come up with Brian Doyle Murray before I come up with Bill Murray? <laughs> that That's a me problem right there. Uh, Judge Smales, Ted Spalding Smales. Uh Ted Knight was great. Ted Knight was so good in this movie. Uh, but Cindy Morgan passes away. She was also in Tron from 1982, a sci-fi movie. Apparently, from what I read in the last couple days, the director of Caddyshack, or the, one of the producers, I think, not the director, one of the producers tried to kind of blackball her out of the out of the business. I don't know why. Uh, he told her she had to appear nude in the in Caddyshack. She didn't want to. She did it, and. I think, one other major role in her uh, career. That's pretty sad. Now, I'm
1: not saying she was a great actress. Look. You know, she was legally blind, and they had a hard time without her glasses on. You could see that in the movie. Yeah, and she, um, in that one scene where she uh, dives off the board into the pool, you know, the famous (laughs) Baby Ruth scene. (laughs) Yes. That's one way to put it. Yeah, but they said that you know she she actually didn't know when, couldn't even see when she was coming to the oh end of the diving God. board. How dangerous was that? Yeah, but but you could tell somebody else did the actual diving. As many times as I've seen the movie and done the uh, freeze frame and the backup <laughs> and all that stuff,
0: <laughs> Texter says you'll get nothing and like it.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh,
0: I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. Uh, it's it's one of the funniest movies ever. Great sports movie. That's why it's incorporated into this show.
1: It's a sports it's, movie. It's easy to win. when uh, your ship, Or it's oh, easy to grin when your, ship, when comes your in. ship comes in. And you got the stock market beat. But the man who worthwhile
0: is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight <laughs> in the seat. That's right. Uh, I don't remember what I had for breakfast three hours ago but I can quote Caddyshack. Uh, So rest in peace, Cindy Morgan, 69 years young. All right, college football championship tonight. We'll get to that. NFL, it is Black Monday. Only two so far. Arthur Smith let go after the loss yesterday, the Falcons coach after the loss to New Orleans. That game was 17-all, and they lost 48-17. And – If you didn't see the end of it, oh, Jameis Winston. He's a backup now, backup for New Orleans. Dennis Allen, the head coach, tells him to kneel down, victory formation. It's 41-17. to We've won the game, and he decides to run a play. He decides to run a play to get a touchdown to a guy who everybody loves on this team, and he deserves a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. And Arthur Smith, who is getting ready to get fired, had some words for Dennis Allen after the game. Rightfully so. And now, it wasn't Dennis Allen's fault, the head coach. He apologized to Arthur Smith. He apologized in the press conference to the Atlanta Falcons. He did not call for a play to be run. But Jameis Winston doing Jameis Winston things again. So Arthur Smith out in Atlanta. They're looking for a coach. Ron Rivera was relieved of his duties in Washington. Now we both we knew both of those guys were they're not they were not going to make it. Rivera and the the uh, Washington Commanders finished four and thirteen. They lost their last nine, I think eight or nine. Uh, got smoked by Dallas at home yesterday, and they're looking for a, a new coach. Bill Belichick is still the big question mark. He had his Monday. Uh, press conference like he always does, and acted like this is business as usual. I'm back to work today, meeting with the players at 9 a.m., exit meeting with the players, season's over. We're disappointed. We expect more. We have a higher standard here in New England, obviously. And um, he is going about business as if he's going to be the head coach of the New England Patriots a week from today, a month from today, and a year from today. I don't know said he's going to sit down with Mr. Kraft, the owner, like they do every year after the season ends, and have the conversation. Bill Belichick is also the GM. Keep that in mind. He is in charge of player personnel. And since Tom Brady's left, player personnel has been terrible. Guys would go to New England to play with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls. Bill Belichick's teams are winning Super Bowls. New England's not a fun place to play. Foxboro, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, it's snowy and cold from December on. Guys don't want to play there unless Tom Brady's the quarterback. Give me a great quarterback, I'll go play anywhere. That's how wide receivers feel. That's how tight ends feel. That's how offensive linemen feel. Give me a great quarterback, and I will go play there. Doesn't matter if it's on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field or under the beautiful – Los Angeles skyline doesn't matter, but when you don't have the quarterback, when you don't have a Tom Brady, it's it's hard to get players to come to New England in free agency. And the draft hasn't gone well for Bill Belichick. He has never been a guy that's drafted particularly well. They ended up with Bailey Zappi as their quarterback. Named the top wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I'll give you as long as you need. I don't know who it is. I don't. Is it Devontae Parker from Louisville? Ballard High School? Maybe. Probably. Tight end, maybe. Is Hunter Henry still there? I don't know the answer to this question. And the only reason I know Devontae Parker is in New England is he went to Louisville. Running back, it's Ramondre Stevenson who I think got hurt in the last quarter of the season. But it's Ramondre Stevenson, right? He's not a household name. The defense is always good. Bill Belichick can coach defense. And he knows what he's looking for, and he gets guys in when they're hot, and he gets them out of, the, out of town right before they fall off the edge, right before they become old guys or players who don't have it anymore masterful on the defensive side of the football. Offense has been a challenge. And then last year, he brings in a defensive coach. He brings a defensive coach back who went to be a head coach, Matt Patricia in Detroit, brings him back to New England and puts him in charge of the offensive play calling. It made no sense at the time. People were scratching their heads at the time. This is last season. And I think that's when it fell off the rails for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I do. I don't think he's coming back. He's acting like business as usual. That's fine. That's just the way he is. He finally addressed something he never addresses today. He addressed his contract. He actually said, I'm still under contract. Bill Belichick is a guy that historically – has not wanted to talk about the word contract, not even the word. He doesn't want to tell tell you how much he's making, how many years he's got. That is nobody's business. Today he said out loud, well, I'm still under contract. Okay. They're not going to trade him. There have been instances in the past where coaches were traded. It happened. Sean, um, He's at Denver now. Sean Payton got traded from New Orleans to Denver. Denver actually got compensation back, or excuse me, New Orleans got compensation back to allow Sean Payton to go be the coach of the Denver Broncos. And if Bill Belichick is still under contract, as he says he is, theoretically New England could trade or at least receive some compensation if another team wants Bill Belichick. And Tony Burks brought this up on the show many times. Who wants Bill Belichick? He has won nothing without Tom Brady. They don't get to the playoffs. It was a match made in heaven for six Super Bowls. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Didn't matter who the receivers were. Gronk was the tight end. Didn't matter who the Running backs were, the defense was always good, and Tom Brady was Tom Brady. And it was a wonderful marriage, match made in heaven. However, when Tom Brady took his talents to Tampa Bay and won another Super Bowl, since then, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have just plain and simply not been good. And the question now is, who wants him? A week ago, two weeks ago, When that question was asked, the answer was, I don't know that anybody wants it. Who wants an old defensive-minded coach in an offensive league who is going to want to have control over the roster and a team is going to allow him to have control over the roster? Now, two weeks later, Washington, Carolina appear primed to open up the coffers to bring in Bill Belichick and let him have control. Let him do what he wants. I think it's a mistake for either franchise to do that. Washington, now that Daniel Snyder is gone and there's new ownership in there, could be a prime job in the National Football League. Could be a great job. Sam Howell's the quarterback now, but you've got an opportunity with a top four pick to bring in your own quarterback. You could do that. Carolina, David Tepper is a mess. He's always in trouble. He fires coaches in midseason more than anybody we've ever seen. I don't see Bill Belichick agreeing to go to Carolina. But you never know. Hey, Bill, come on in. You'll be in charge of the roster, player personnel. They just fired their GM, maybe coach slash GM. It's hard to say no. Remember when Rick Pitino left Nirvana? Or Camelot, as he called Kentucky at the time. He gave the Celtics his demands, which were outrageous. Partial ownership of the Boston Celtics. A say in team personnel. A say in the draft. And an enormous salary. And the Celtics said okay. That's why he left. It didn't, it didn't work in Boston. Eventually he was let go. But he, they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Maybe Carolina does that for Bill Belichick. Maybe Carolina says, here you go. Here are the keys to the car. You get to drive it anywhere, any way you want to drive it. The Chargers are interesting. Now, the Chargers, I think, is where Jim Harbaugh ends up. I do. Chargers or Raiders. Because Mark Davis, he's the acorn that didn't fall far from the oak tree. Al Davis was his dad. He hired hire anybody. John Gruden. They gave John Madden a chance when John Madden was nobody, and John Madden was a Hall of Fame coach, turned out to be a Hall of Fame coach. So Mark Davis is not scared to make a move here. Would he want Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? I think he would. Antonio Pierce is the coaches is the players' coach. He they want him to get the job. He was five and three as the interim coach, did a great job. Um, they made a mistake before of having an interim coach in there, and they go to the playoffs and not hiring him. It happened. Hello, two years ago. Now they have an opportunity again. You've got an interim coach in there. The players love him just like two years ago. He was successful as an interim coach. Make him the head coach. Mark Davis, probably not going to do that. If Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh will take that job in Las Vegas, Mark Davis is going to hire him. Harbaugh feels like after this national championship game tonight, win or lose, he's out. He's done with college. Right? He's done at Michigan. NCAA, you do not want to deal with them. NIL, transfer portal. It's it's easier now to be a head coach in the National Football League, as ridiculous as that may sound. There is so much ancillary stuff you don't have to deal with in the NFL. Yes, there's stuff you have to deal with that you don't have to deal with in college, but there's a lot of stuff now in college these coaches don't want to deal with it. And it's every single year with the transfer portal and the NIL money, plus recruiting, which never ends. Jim Harbaugh has won in the NFL. He's gotten to a Super Bowl. He's won in college at multiple stops. He won at Stanford. I mean, he won at Stanford. That's hard to do. But I think he's going to want to come back to the NFL again. And Remember, he coached against his brother in the Super Bowl. His brother is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I think he wants that challenge again. And if you're going to give Jim Harbaugh, Justin Herbert, and the L.A. Chargers, who are a train wreck under Brandon Staley, who's now gone, then you if you're Alex Spanos, you bring in Jim Harbaugh. Again, I think it's a whatever-it-takes scenario. What do you want, Jim? We want you. So, Arthur Smith gone, Ron Rivera gone, Raiders have an interim coach, Panthers have an interim coach, Uh, the Chargers have an interim coach. We'll see what happens in all those situations, probably before the week is out. Probably before the week is out. The dominoes will fall once this championship game is over tonight and Jim Harbaugh decides what he wants to do. That... And the New England decision with Bill Belichick. And do I think it's possible that Robert Kraft gives him one more year in New England? I absolutely do. Just simply out of loyalty. Is it a mistake? I think it would be. But New England, with that roster, especially that offensive roster, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. If I'm Bill Belichick, I would welcome a trade to Washington or to Las Vegas. All right, let's take a break. Gotta talk some college hoops. The NFL playoffs are set as well. I'll tell you how bad the uh, six pack finished this week as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. X. John Spears, welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem hotline Hotline's open, 502 384 1450, 384 1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502 414 1450. Got a lot of college hoops to talk. I could go two hours today. I could probably go three. A lot of college hoops to talk about, a lot of NFL to talk about. The schedule is set for the upcoming, they call it now Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know when it went from just Wild Card Weekend to Super Wild Card Weekend, but. Six games coming up, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and a Monday-nighter. I love the NFL playoffs. I am bittersweet tonight because it's the final game of the college football season, and it always um, makes me sad because I love college football. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline, bring in David on this Monday. David, how are you today?
2: Yeah, just fine, John. Thanks for taking my call, as always. Um, About the NFL that uh, just wrapped up – Want to ask you, I guess the Cincinnati Bengals I know are not playoff bound this year. Nope. And uh, but did the Bengals uh, did they did they finish with a winning record?
0: Yes. In fact, the entire good, good, the, good. the entire AFC North had a winning record. Uh huh. Had a winning record.
2: That's good. They were nine but and usually eight. Usually in that at, in that division, you know, they're usually teams that don't have a winning yeah, record. Yeah, well,
0: every I'm division. i that that
2: division did really.
0: David, every division. It hasn't happened yeah. since 1945 that mm-hmm. every team had a winning record. And the Bengals finished last at nine and eight.
2: Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Bengals yeah. are fine.
0: Look, Joe Burrow getting hurt. That's it. There's your yeah. there's your season. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. got hurt. Baltimore's probably the best team in the AFC. They're the number 1 seed. Right. P- Pittsburgh's still good and Cleveland surprised people this year, especially the last 4 or 5 weeks there with Joe Flacco in charge. That is in my opinion without question the toughest division in football. So, the Bengals have even though it seems disappointing after the last couple of years with Burrow right. getting hurt, they'll be fine. There's a lot of talent in that organization. When he's healthy, back healthy next year, they'll be fine. So, uh, if you're the Bengals, you just you're in the wrong division. Bottom line, this year.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the Bengals were in a, in a division. It's it just that, just you know, just they just couldn't overcome just their injury with Joe Burrow Absolutely. And, and, and I guess just other, other injuries. I'm sure they were hit with other injuries, right? A
0: couple defensive injuries, too. They had some receivers out. Now, Jamar Chase was healthy all season. Joe Mixon was healthy most of the season. Um, offensive line was banged up a little bit. But look, this is the NFL. Everybody has injuries. Everybody has injuries. But when your franchise quarterback goes down, Justin Herbert, in LA and look the Chargers were bad anyway but he goes down. Right. Aaron Rodgers on the fourth play of the season. What happened to the Jets? You've got to have a franchise quarterback. And nobody thought Brock Purdy was, but he turns out he might be a franchise quarterback. Look at all the teams in the playoffs and look at their quarterbacks. Other than Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph, everybody in the playoffs has a franchise quarterback unless you want to say Joe Flacco's not. Cleveland's got one. Deshaun Watson—he just got hurt, couldn't play.
2: And even with the NFL draft that'll come up, there'll probably be somebody that'll be drafted that you know could you know I guess as as the future looks on and teams will everybody will probably have that franchise quarterback. It could be backups, wouldn't you think?
0: Chicago's got the first pick. They got it from Carolina. They're not—they're either going to trade it. They're not taking a quarterback. I think they're going to stick with Justin Fields even though he was saying his goodbyes it felt like yesterday in Chicago. I think they're going to give him one more year. They're not going to that maybe they keep it and take Marvin Harrison Jr. But Chicago's not going to take a quarterback. Number two pick I think is Washington. I think there's a legitimate shot. They could take a quarterback. Uh, New England's got a top pick. Arizona uh, has still got a top pick with four wins. So We'll see what happens. Kyler Murray, is is he done at Arizona? Who knows? But you got to have a franchise quarterback because the teams that don't that are in the playoffs, Pittsburgh is a seven seed. They're not going to get very far, probably not going to get out of Buffalo. Tampa Bay, do they have a franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield? He was the number one overall pick one season, so maybe they do.
2: A lot of Baker Mayfield commercials, too. I don't think he does that that anymore.
0: (laughs) David, I appreciate the call. Sure. Thank you, buddy. Uh, NFL yesterday. First of all, Jacksonville, what are you doing? What are you doing? Trevor Lawrence was hurt. Right, I give Trevor Lawrence a lot of credit for playing yesterday. I do. Because he was a game-time decision. He was banged up. He gave it a go. He was obviously not 100%. Some of the throws yesterday were a direct result of that injured shoulder. But Jacksonville lost five of their last six games. Five out of six. And they lost to Tennessee yesterday, who was play- didn't have anything to play for. They had nothing to play for other than uh, be a Spoiler. For Jacksonville. And they did. They did it effectively. Derrick Henry and maybe his final performance in Tennessee was great. Uh, Mike Rabel, if that New England job comes open, does he leave Tennessee? Does Tennessee keep him after a 6-11 season? There's a question. Mike Rabel is part of the dominoes in the coaching industry right now. Because he is the perfect replacement, it would seem, if Bill Belichick is let go in New England. He played up there. He's beloved in New England. And maybe he wants to go back to New England. But the 6-11, and 11, if you're a New England fan, are you excited about a coach that was 6-11 and 11 in a bad division, in a not a, a, a theoretically bad division? When you look at the AFC uh, South and you see Jacksonville, Houston, Indianapolis, and Tennessee – you think you can win that division. Indianapolis, I think, was better than they were supposed to be. Shane Steichen's gonna got them going in the right direction. Houston is ahead of the curve. C.J. Stroud's numbers are incredible. We talk about MVPs. We talk about Lamar, Brock Purdy, whoever else you want to throw in the conversation, Josh Allen. Um, we talk about all these guys. Look at C.J. Stroud's numbers and compare them to these other quarterbacks. They're at, his numbers are at least as good, if not better, than these other quarterbacks. Houston is ahead of the curve here in that division. And then you got Tennessee, 6-11. and 11. But Jacksonville yesterday, I give Lawrence credit for playing, bad shoulder, tried to go over the top on fourth and one from two yards out and reach the ball over with a bad shoulder. I mean, you you crapped the bed here, Jacksonville. 5 out of 6, you lose. And speaking of which, Philadelphia, you're in. Congratulations. Great job. You were 10 and 1. 10 and 1. And the last time I checked, Jalen Hurts is still playing. All your running backs are still playing, including DeAndre Swift. AJ Brown, he got hurt yesterday. But until then, he was playing. Devontae Smith is playing. Jason Kelsey, that offensive line. Lane Johnson, they're all together. Defense, haven't had any major injuries. What happened? And it happened to one of my favorite coaches to dislike, Nick Sirianni. I think Nick Sirianni is an absolute douchebag. Can I say that on the air, Gary?
1: (laughs) You just (laughs) did. I guess I did.
0: You don't have a seven-second delay over there? No. He's a turd. I know I can say that. He's not a good dude. I you, don't like him.
1: Do you want the list of seven words you can't oh, say? Oh, I know,
0: George Carlin. I know the list of yeah. seven words. <laughs> and I will not say any of those. Although he might he might actually be a couple of those. So I pull against the Eagles because of that dude. Right? That dude likes to tell you how great he is. Well, guess what? He's getting served a little humble pie. Because the Eagles lost five of their last six. They limp into the playoffs with a road game at Tampa Bay, which they should win. They're actually a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But to lose to the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants in the last two weeks of the regular season, when two wins – Get you the number two seed overall, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Who's hot, who's not? That's the deal in the NFL playoffs. I remember when there were only six teams from each conference and the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as a sixth seed. Why did they win the Super Bowl? Because they were the hottest team going into the playoffs. Who's the hottest team going in the playoffs now? Buffalo? Hello. Hello Bills. They were 6 and 6. They won their last 5. If they lose in Miami last night, they're the 6th seed. But they win in Miami, on the road, Miami was 7 and 1 at home coming into that game. They somehow pull it out 21 to 14. Now Buffalo's the 2 seed. 2 seed. Had they lost, they would have had to go back to Miami this week, but they won, so they're at home against Pittsburgh. In Miami, you got to go to Kansas City. Good luck. So who's hot? Buffalo's hot. Rams are hot. Rams are 10 and seven. They were not supposed to make the playoffs. Cleveland's hot with Joe Flacco. Baltimore, San Francisco, they both lost just uh, this weekend. Baltimore Saturday, San Francisco yesterday. Nobody played. Nobody got hurt. Detroit, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I think he's a coach that any player would love to play for. Played the game, tight end. He was an average tight end at best. Well, okay, he was a little above average at best. But you run through a wall for him. And if you watched Detroit last year on Hard Knocks, you can't not like Dan Campbell. But what are you doing yesterday? In order for Detroit to be the two seed, they ended up being the three seed, by the way. In order for Detroit to get the two seed, the Giants, Detroit would have had to beat Minnesota, which they did. The Giants would have had to beat Philadelphia, which they did. And the Commanders would have had to beat Dallas. That didn't come close. Dallas won 35-10. So there was a lot that had to happen for Detroit to be the two seed. They were locked into the three seed no matter what happened. They could not fall below the three seed. They're going to have the first home playoff game in the history of Ford Field this Sunday. They're going to host the Rams Sunday night. But he started his starters with the thought process of, we still have a chance at the two seed. It was a small chance. It did not come to fruition. And what happened? They're all pro or pro bowl, excuse me, tight end. Sam Laporta, the rookie, gets hurt. Knee injury. In a game that even if they lose, they're the three seed and even if they win they're probably still going to be the 3 seed he got hurt amon st brown wide receiver rib injury he looked very uncomfortable when he came back in the game we'll see what happens this week there are coaches like dan campbell who are emotional coaches they there is a time to be emotional There's a time to be rational. Yesterday, Dan Campbell should have chosen option B, rationality. We don't need to win this game. I need my guys healthy for next week. We're going to have a home game, and we need to be at full capacity because guess what? These playoffs, they line up perfectly. Matthew Stafford is the Rams quarterback. He's going back to Detroit where he played all of those years without having a home playoff game. And he's going back there to play in a playoff game at Ford Field against Jared Goff, who was shipped out by the Rams for Stafford. Now he's the starting quarterback in Detroit. You can't, you can't make it up. Hollywood would turn down this script. It's too hokey. You got Green Bay in Dallas. In Dallas. 4.30 Sunday. Dallas's head coach, Mike McCarthy, who won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But if he loses one of the next two home playoff games, may not make it to next year under Jerry Jones. How about that? Cowboys are 12-5. and five. They beat everybody at home undefeated. And they crush people at home. But he's got to beat Green Bay. And then he's going to have to beat uh, maybe Philly again. Dallas will have two home games, though. They should win both. I don't care who they play. They don't have to play the 49ers until the conference championship game. But if they lose one of those games, whether it's Green Bay or pick your other team, Detroit is the three seed. That's a a distinct possibility. If you lose one of those games, does Mike McCarthy get fired? And does Jerry Jones call Bill Belichick? Oh, my God. I know. I know it's crazy. So, uh, we'll take a break, run down the entire playoff scenario. One game, by the way. Good luck getting it on your telly. College basketball. Scores from the weekend as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. M&M Courage hotline still open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Text your story, statement, whatever. 414-1450. Buzz texts in, Steelers are hot. Yeah, they are. Steelers are bizarre. It's a bizarre season in Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you why shortly. All right, I'm going to give you Washington tonight. I'm taking the five points from Michigan. I believe in Washington. I have all year. Michael Penix Jr., in my opinion, best quarterback in the draft. I heard uh, Tim hasselback today say Drake May is probably going to be taken number one overall by whoever has that pick. Um, I think Michael Penix is the most NFL-ready quarterback that there is, period. He doesn't. Run. He used to be a runner. He's not a runner anymore. But what do they? What do they say? He can spin it. He can spin it. So I'm going to stick with Washington. I've been with them all year. Uh, I'm going to take the points there. Maybe they don't win, but I think it's. uh, Hopefully, it's a great game. Hopefully, it's as great a game as those two playoff games were last weekend. Uh, Over under fifty six and a half. I love overs. We know that. Um. If Michigan gets the lead and can run the football and just run the football with Corum, with, uh, they're they're going to be, I don't know, unbeatable. So I think if you're Washington, you've got to get the lead. And if Washington gets the lead early, maybe it goes over. But if Michigan gets the lead, it's going to go under. I would bet the over because that's all I bet. Games in Houston, which is kind of weird. But uh, there you go. All right, finally, NFL schedule for the weekend coming up. Saturday, four thirty game, early game, Cleveland at Houston. That's just an ugly game. That just doesn't sound like a fun game. It's a five and a four matchup, and Cleveland is actually favored on the road two and a half. NBC for that one. Here's the interesting game of the week: Miami and Kansas City. Miami is the six seed. Kansas is the three. Eight o'clock Saturday night. If you want to watch. It's on Peacock only, streaming only. So you're either going to have to, if you don't already have Peacock premium, which I do, uh, you're going to have to get it. You're going to have to pay the whatever, you know, trial date, one month, whatever, if you want to watch this game. And that is a, a very attractive game, Miami and Kansas City. Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Both teams on a bit of a downtick here. The Chiefs don't expect to be the three seed. They don't. They expect to be the one, maybe the two. Um, Struggled at times all year long. Somehow they're still the three seed, so give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit. And Miami, I've been watching them on this in-season hard knocks. Fun to watch. You know, they put 70 up earlier in the year on somebody. They're fun. Jalen Waddle's hurt. Tyreek Hill got hurt late in the game last night. He wasn't in on the final uh, play. I don't know. I don't think it's serious. Uh, Mostert didn't play. He was nursing an injury. So they're a little banged up. Uh, And do you trust Tua? Do you trust Tua on the road against Patrick Mahomes? There you go. There's your question. Kansas City's three and a half. And don't forget to download Peacock. To watch the game. Sunday, triple header starts with Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh is bizarre. They're 10-7. and seven. There was a point in the season where we thought Mike Tomlin wasn't going to finish over five hundred. He only finished three games over. He did it easily. CBS, Buffalo's nine and a half at home. They've won five in a row. They've been playing great. Here's Pittsburgh's last six games. Lost at home to Arizona at home to New England, and at Indianapolis. Then they won against the Bengals at Seattle, who was fighting for a playoff spot, and at Baltimore when the Ravens weren't playing anybody. That's crazy. And here they are, seven seed, you know, you sneak in, and you got to go to Buffalo. As I mentioned, Bill's nine and a half. 430 Green Bay at Dallas on Fox. Dallas is seven and a half. They've killed everybody at home. Green Bay. Jordan Love, he's got 18 touchdowns and one interception this year. Jordan Love's been good. Uh, Trevor Kelsey wanted me to know that the Browns and Texans is a good storyline. Buzz actually texted in Flacco against Stroud. You got 72-year-old Joe Flacco, who was sitting on his couch a month and a half ago, and C.J. Stroud, who is – who should be considered, believe it or not, for the MVP? It is very interesting. Back to Green Bay and Dallas Cowboys are seven and a half. Mike McCarthy against his old team. And if the Dallas loses, does Mike McCarthy lose his job after twelve and five regular season? <sighs> Eight o'clock. Rams at Detroit. Rams are a great story. Nobody saw this coming. Pua Nakua. Hello, welcome to the NFL. Matthew Stafford's still Matthew Stafford. He might have a cane out there, but he's still Matthew Stafford. Detroit at home, three-point favorite. Stafford against his old team, golf against his his old team. This is the uh, storyline of the week. And finally, Monday night, Philadelphia, who's struggling, lost five of their last six. They're in Tampa Bay to take on the fighting Baker Mayfields. Philly is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. That game's on ESPN. So there you go. Uh, some some uh, look. I've got to be with Bellerman till Sunday morning. But when I get home late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, I'll get some rest and get set for those three Sunday games and Monday night football. I'm very excited. Uh, all right, college basketball. I don't have much time left in here today. And Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow. We'll break all this down tomorrow. Nice win for Kentucky and Indiana, by the way. Uh, 87, 85. Kentucky improves to 11 and two. Uh, the new poll should be out any moment. It might be out already. You know, I can't just look at my phone the whole time I'm trying to do this show. Uh, I've got the women's poll. Louisville's 15th and Indiana's 14th in the women's poll. Uh, let's see if I can find the men's poll. It might not be out yet. It's supposed to be out. I thought they came out at noon. Come on, NCAA. What are you doing? In any event. Great win for Kentucky. Uh, They were an underdog on the road, three-and-a-half-point underdog. Florida's, you know, look, you're down eight at halftime. Florida's hitting three-pointers. It didn't look good. But I will say this team does not seem to blink. Nothing seems to bother them. There have been teams in the past, last year, two years ago, where they got down, they were done on the road. They were done. This team doesn't care. You got veterans in Reeves and Mitchell who've been around for a long time. And the Reeves had 19. Trey Mitchell double double, 12 and 10. Uh, Oscar Combs put out a poll on Twitter who's most important for Kentucky at the end of the year in the in the postseason. And I said Trey Mitchell. I think it's Trey Mitchell. I know Wagner is going to run the offense. Um, Brad Shaw, you're going to need some some rebounds and some rim protections out of this guy. I get all that. Trey Mitchell is a calming force. He calms everybody else down. Shepard does too, but he's a freshman. Mitchell calms everybody down and tells them where to go, tells them what to do, showing them how to win. And I love that out of the guy. Reed Shepard, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists. I was going to come on here and say, what a stud. What a stud. He gets the ball the last three possessions. He doesn't give it up. He just dribbles till they foul him, and he goes six for six at the line. I was going to say that. And then he fouls a three-point shooter in a four-point game with under a second to go. What? I don't think he fouled him. I'm going to say that right off the top. I don't think he fouled him. But you don't get near him you stay out of the same area code ridiculously dumb mistake from a guy who's not considered a dumb player that's for sure dj wagner 14 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, second half he was i thought really good, especially that first five, 4 or 5 minutes. um bradshaw 10 and 7, kind of quiet. how about cal drawing up the three pointer for bradshaw to take the lead. okay. I, that's that's called sarcasm. I don't think Cal drew that one up, but Aaron Bradshaw hit the biggest. He hit the biggest shot of the game, three pointer from the top. You didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Ugo Onyensu off the bench, six points, five rebounds, and Kentucky only got out rebounded by a really good rebounding team, forty three to forty. They hung in there on the glass and. You know, you can say the Bradshaw three was the the biggest play. Staying on the glass with Florida throughout the game, that was huge. They're not in that game if they don't rebound with Florida. Kentucky shot better than Florida, about three percentage points, 45.6 for the Cats. Only five of 20 from three uh, for UK, while Florida was nine of 31. Kentucky missed eight free throws, but Florida missed 11. Um, And this team still continues with with Wagner and Dillingham and Shepard having the ball most of the time. They don't turn it over. They only had nine. In a hostile environment, you know, you can say it was their second road game because they played at the Yum Center. This was really their first road game. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They had the crowd in the Yum Center. Um, Nine turnovers. Take that all year, all, all day. Up next, Missouri tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, ESPN. Missouri just lost to a bad Georgia team. Pitt beats Louisville 83-70. J.J. Trainer we found out, out for the year. Re-injured his shoulder Friday in practice. It just goes from bad to worse. 28 points off turnovers for Pitt because UofL shot 50%, 51%. Made 10 of 21 threes. Um... Only got out-rebounded by one. Only missed two free throws. How do they lose this game? 17 turnovers. Led to 28 points off turnovers. Cards go to Miami on Wednesday. Uh, ACC Network, 7 o'clock start. Indiana, nice win Saturday night. 71-65 over Ohio State. Malik Renewed, 23-19 in the second half. IU goes to Rutgers tomorrow. We'll preview that game as well. Tony Burke will join me in studio Tomorrow, LIT starts tonight. Get out and watch some high school basketball. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.